But I feel like God has, has given me something else today uh, that he wants to, to speak about so that we have, we have a deeper understanding of the way that we should think towards each other and the way that we should think towards people who we know in this community and the way that we should think right towards people who step foot in that door uh, who maybe we know from somewhere else or we've heard stories or we've heard rumors and maybe we're a little bit apprehensive or, or, or anxious about welcoming somebody when, when we know something uh, about them or, or when we've heard something about them. But, but there's a truth in Scripture that I believe God wants and even needs His people to understand because there's multiple aspects to this, this Scripture. It's for each of us individually. It's for each of us within our family context. It's for each of us within our work environments. It's for each of us within church. There's just so many context, uh, uh, so many areas where, where this Scripture uh, speaks into and so many places where this is going to, to challenge us to perhaps change our, our mindset towards different circumstances that God is probably going to place each of us in this year at some point because He likes to do that as we understand His Word and hear His Word. He likes to put situations uh, in front of us to see, well, did you or did you not take a hold of what I spoke to you and, and what I've been, been teaching you? So today I, I want to speak out of First Peter Chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. So if you have a Bible, phone, anything, turn to First Peter chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. It's only a short reading, but there's something incredibly important in this, I believe. So First Peter chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. And above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. Right, I'm going to read it again. But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. And above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins sins right and this is this is really interesting because peter's speaking to believers uh instructing them basically in the things that that he believes is most important for them if they're to continue to be successful in their christian walk or if they are to continue to to hold on to the things that uh, god has done or hold on to the truth of the revelation of jesus christ and the fact that he died for their sins because we know we, you know, we we've read the scriptures and, and even though the apostles went through and paul went through and and planted churches there were in every place there were false teachers who would come afterwards and try and deceive or trick people into going back under the law or into, into believing something that just uh, wasn't true. And it's interesting that, that, that Peter is, is saying here in, in verse 7, he says, in this time, like the end of all things is happening, and in this time, be serious and be watchful in your prayers. He's saying, value your, your, your prayer time and make sure that when you pray, you're being serious about what you pray for. Pray for the people around you. Pray for your situation. Pray for salvation. Pray for your community community. Pray, pray for everything. And when you do it, be, be serious and be intentional about it because it's needed in this time. But then it, it's the verse 8 that really just, just blows me away because after he says that, be serious, be watchful in your prayers. Like this is real. This is serious. 
But above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. And see, we, we can see that even just on face value, that there is something powerful in this scripture. Love will cover a multitude of sins. He, he could have just stopped at saying, and love one another, have great love, have fervent love for one another, and just left it at that. And it's still powerful. It's still important. But it's what he goes on to say afterwards about what that, what that genuine, fervent, powerful love does and what it accomplishes in our lives and in the lives of the people around us is really where I believe God wants to go with this scripture today. For the love that we have for one another will cover a multitude of sins. Okay? So when it's talking uh, about covering, right? It's it's not talking uh, 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 it's not talking about covering up uh, as if you were trying to hide something, right? It's not talking about sweeping the dirt under the rug when people come around so that you you, you know it's you know it's there but they can't see it, so it's not gonna uh, you, you, you're not gonna have to worry about it. Uh, it's not talking about trying to deceive people into thinking that in fact it's. Uh, something's not there, right? I remember uh, when I was a kid, this is just an embarrassing story about myself, and Dad knows it because he was there, obviously. Um, I, I was really into uh, uh, into street sharks, and I don't know if any people here, it's like a TV show, and there were sharks with legs, and they were like superheroes, and it was really cool. And so I had a bunch of uh, the, the street shark toys, and they were really cool, and I loved them all. And one day, uh, a friend of mine came around, and... Um, he just got this new one, and it was really, really cool. It was like a, a killer whale, actually. And I don't know why I thought it was cool, but you could like hang it upside down from a pencil, and I just thought it was the greatest thing in the world. And so he came around with it, and he loved it. I, I don't think he'd gotten it for his birthday, because that would make this story even worse. But anyway, he, he bought it around, and, and, uh, and, and I really liked this thing, and so I really wanted it. And so being the terrible child that, that I was, I, uh, at some point during the day, I, I, I hit it. Uh, <laughs> In, 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 I hid it in one of the, the, the cupboards at home because we were doing other things, whatever. He didn't even know until it was time for him to go and, and his mum was there. And you know, I know you're all going to judge me about this and I <laughs> shouldn't have started telling this story now. So I hid it and so you know, it comes time for him to go and his mum's there. Uh, so we're all running around the house looking for this thing. I knew exactly where it was, right, because I'm the one who hit it. But, uh, you know, we didn't find it before he, he had to go, right? So he was upset. I'm a terrible friend. He was upset. And then literally, I mean, I should have thought about it more. Literally two minutes after he left, I think I bought it out of the cupboard. I was like, oh, look, Mom, I found the toy. Yeah, I know the best. And I got a... Yeah, I got in a bit of trouble for that. But it's like I was trying, I was trying to, to hide this thing away because I didn't want it to be found, right? But anyway, that, that's, that's not what this scripture is talking about. It's not talking about hiding something away so that it's not found or so that it's not seen. When it's talking uh, about covering, when it's saying love will cover a multitude uh, of sins, the, the word for cover means to shroud, to, to wrap up, to put on a lid or put on a cap on, on this thing. It's like for uh, Abby, when we want to when we want to cover her up so that she's protected, we wrap her up in, in a little blanket so that she's nice and safe, 
right? So this is what the word cover is talking about in this circumstance. And when it says love will cover a multitude of sins, it's not saying that the love that we show to people will, uh, will hide away their sins so that they don't have to be dealt with. It's saying that, that it will put a shroud around or wrap them up or, or cover them or, or put a lid on it basically to, to protect this person. It's the same word for cover that is used... Um, when God tells the Israelites to make, uh, make, to make a cover to put on top of the Ark of the Covenant, right? The cover wasn't to hide away the tablets that were inside that contained the Ten Commandments. The, the, the cover was there to, to protect them and to keep them safe, right? And that's what the word cover in this scripture is actually talking about, to, to put a cap on, to put a lid on, lid on to wrap up, uh, and, and, and to, to protect what's inside, Okay, it's not to hide away the contents, but it's to keep safe what's inside. So what Peter is saying, right, is that as we continue to love one another, and as as we love people, even though we are sinners, and even though people around us are sinners, and even though people around us are making mistakes, and and we can look at things that other people are doing, like, well, I wouldn't do it that way, or or or, or, or we just know that 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 they're not doing everything the right way, or the way that they should be, or the way that the Word of God tells them that 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 they should. And, and even though this is happening, and even though some people who we sit in church with with, with each week might upset us or offend us unintentionally most of the time. It's talking about this love that we need to have that, 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 that puts a cover over this so that there's protection, so that there's still genuine love even when there's offense, that there's still genuine love even when there's mistakes that are being made. It is the love that we have for each other, the genuine love that will cover the sins and the, mis- and the mistakes. Again, it's not going to hide them away. It's not about pretending all of a sudden that they just don't exist. It's learning to love people even though those sins exist. Even though those sins are still in their lives. Even though there's still mistakes that are being made. It's learning to love people regardless of that so that we can protect them, right? To, 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 to cover them, to give them a safe place so that they can actually get to a place where they can change, right? It's the love that we have for each other that will cover these sins and mistakes. Okay, so the word love uh, in this verse is the word agape, uh, and we know from when we did the, the Fruits of the Spirits last year, and a lot of us have probably heard this preach before, the, the agape love is the highest, most purest form of love in Scripture. It's the love that, that God has for humanity. It's uh, unconditional. It's unrelenting. It, it's, it, it's, it's unfathomable, the love that God has for us. And same as, same as in the Fruits of the Spirit, where, where, where we're taught that we can have this love and we're, we're to develop this love, the same love that God has for us, we are to develop for the people around us and, and the world around us that is unconditional, that, uh, that, that, that is not based upon circumstance or, or is, is not based upon what somebody says or does to us. It's just this genuine love. And it's the same love, the same word when it's talking about your love will cover a multitude of sins. It's the highest, purest form of love, the love of God has, that God has for all of humankind. It is love regardless of circumstance. It goes beyond emotion. It's a selfless love that is passionately committed to the well-being of others. 
is this kind of love that we're told we can develop in us because of the Holy Spirit. Not we, we, we can't do this. We can't have this kind of love on our own. This is the kind of love that comes from God for the world. So we need him in us to be able to have and to develop this kind of love that is greater than any kind of love we've ever experienced before. Right? It, it's a selfless expression of love that is passionately committed to the well-being of others. And I think John 3.16 perfectly sums up this love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It was out of the love that God has for us that he gave his son. Even though we were still sinners, even though we were still making mistakes, even though it was plain to him and clear to him that we weren't in a place where we were going to honor him or glorify him, he still gave up the life. Jesus gave up his life for us on the cross out of this purest form of love that he had for us so that he could cover us so that we could get to a place where that covering, we understood it, that covering protected us so that we we could get to a place in our lives and in ourselves where we begin to choose to live differently. But if we didn't have that love from God, if Jesus hadn't have died on the cross for us to cover our sins, to, to pay the price for our sins so that we could be covered, then we would all just be living in this mess and in this pit and in, in, in this place of shame and guilt and condemnation, which we know is no longer ours through Christ Jesus. We, we are not condemned. There is no longer condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, according to the book of Romans. So it's because Jesus died for us and covered us because of his love that we were able to get to a place where we make a change in our lives, right? But it's only because his love covered us. And it's that same covering. He didn't cover us to hide away our sins. And he didn't do it pretending that in fact they weren't there. He, he covered them in the sense that he took them and he removed them from us, right? And it's a similar thing that God is calling us to do, right? So this agape expression of love that Peter tells us is able to cover a multitude of sins. And now, I don't want to go into this too much today, but it says it covers a multitude of sins. It doesn't say that it covers all sins, Right, and we maybe we'll go into that next week or another time. But it says a multitude, not not all sins, right? And so, so there there are still things that God wants us to protect ourselves from, right? In this life, there are still things that God doesn't expect us to to have to deal with. Uh, and you know, I believe God speaks to each of us individually about that. But the Scripture says it covers a multitude of sins, and I believe if it meant all sins, then He would have said uh, all sins. Uh, okay, so this, this this agape love that covers a multitude of sins is a love that looks beyond the actions of a person. It looks beyond the outward expression of a person. It even looks beyond the inner condition of, of a person. And it is, is a deep expression of love and care for a person that even goes beyond our own comfort sometimes. Right? Sometimes we have to love somebody and show them love even when it's uncomfortable for us even when it makes us feel uncomfortable, even when sometimes 
we're the ones who this person has done something wrong against, right? We need to be able to get to a place where we have this love that puts a lid on that and that that still wraps them up and lets them know that, you know what, I, I know that you hurt me, but I know even more that God loves you and wants you to experience the same love that I've received from him. So it's a love that goes beyond our own comfort. And what, what I said it before, but what makes this, this scripture even more interesting to me is that, is that Peter is saying this about the love and the covering of sins after he has just finished saying, be serious and watchful. And, and, and that whole, uh, the whole First Peter is him, First uh, Peter chapter 4, is him speaking to the early church about what they need to do to be able to hold on. And he's giving them instructions and he's, he's downloading a whole bunch of stuff to them about what they need to do and how they should do it. And he finishes off. With, with this with this point that you need to love them you, your, your love your love for them will cover a multitude of sins your, the love that you have will look beyond even what you've experienced in your life and the love that you show to the people around you the fervent love the great love the genuine love that you show to the people around you will be an example to them of my great love for you or, or of God's great love for you because really, that's what we're called to express as, as, as believers. We've been changed. We've been filled. We've been given uh, this incredible gift of faith to believe in Jesus Christ and understand his love for us. And he calls us to go into the world to make disciples. And, and it's not that we go into the world just preaching and being in people's face. It's loving people because it was the, for the love of God that he sent Jesus Christ, his son. It was out of his love that we did it. And so it needs to be out of love that we go into the world and do the things that we do. We can't just go into the world and do something because we just feel like that's what we're meant to do as believers. And if I do this and I'm ticking off something on my list, then God's going to be happy with me. He's happy with us when we go out in love, when our love covers people, when our love begins to protect people the same way His love protected and continues to protect us. Because right? that's what His love does. So following on from Peter's instruction to pray and be fully serious, he says, uh, make sure that we cover ourselves and, and, and cover the people around us in prayer. But above all things, before anything else, the most important, the most valuable thing that you can do for somebody else is to love them. Because by loving them, you are telling them through your actions and not just through your words, because anyone can just say, I, I love you. It, it, it's easy, right? You can say it to, to anyone, whether you mean it or not. But it's our, it's our actions that will show someone just how much we love and care for them. And by loving someone completely, you're showing them or telling them that their actions in the past are not how you will define them moving forward. No, their lives may not line up with the same truth that you believe, or maybe they don't hold the same standards that you hold for yourself. But your genuine love tells them that you accept them as they are. And this, this, may sound, this may sound odd, but let me explain. By accepting someone as they are and loving them how they, exactly how they are, it, it is actually a catalyst that can bring change in them. Right? And this might sound weird because you might think, well, 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 if I just love someone and accept the things that they're doing and, and all that sort of stuff, then they're just going to think that it's okay to, to stay that way and they're never going to want to change. So I need to be in their face and tell them you're wrong and you shouldn't be doing this and all this sort of stuff. But the genuine love that, that we show someone right, in, in accepting who they are in the moment that, that, that we meet them 
is actually something that can be a catalyst for them to change in the future. If you think about your relationship with God, before you experience the love of God, we, we were sinners, we were doing all this wrong stuff, we, we, we all know that, right? And God didn't come to us, and the first He didn't say to us first, He didn't say, you need to change so that I can love you the way I want to love you. Right, He loved us the way he wanted to love us. And think about your own life experience. That led you to want to change the things that you were doing. That led you to want to get out of the places that you were in. Right, It wasn't because he said you had to. It was because you experienced this great, divine, genuine love that you wanted so much more to be able to come into his presence. And you wanted to know him so much more. It was his genuine love that, that, that led us out of the sin and the lifestyles that we were in into the love of God. It started with the love first. The love didn't come after the change. The change came after the love. And it's the same when we're dealing with people. We, we can't force people or condemn people into changing their lifestyle or into doing something differently or, or, or into, into coming, to church, coming to church. But we can love them the way that God loved us unconditionally. And by loving somebody through their sins, we can lead them to a place where they actually make the decision in themselves that I don't want to be like this anymore. I want to experience what this person is is experiencing and and I want to be able to show the same love that I'm getting from the person who who goes to that church and that person who told me that they love Jesus. But it has to start with our love because we can say whatever we want and and it can be not genuine. But but our actions are, are, are more often than not a genuine expression of how we feel about someone. That, that can be, you know, there can be circumstances where that's not entirely true, but generally your actions will, will, will give, give people an understanding of how much you actually care about them or, or want them to be around, right? So your love tells them that you accept them as you are, and it can be a catalyst to bring change in their life. Just as Jesus did for us, his actions on the cross were the purest, highest form of love, and it was not based on our goodness or our holiness. His love paid the price for all our sins. He chose to take on himself the burden of all our sins. His great love for us covered our sins. And I'm not saying, right, that we need to take on the burden of other people's sins, because that's that's not the case, right? Because the reality is that Jesus has already done that. He's already died for their sins. He's already taken on the burden of their sins. So that's not our responsibility. Our responsibility and what God, I believe, expects from us is to be able to love people regardless, even through their sins. We don't take on their sins. Their sins don't become a burden to us. We don't carry the weight of their mistakes, but we just love them the way that Jesus loved us because we know that he's paid the price and he's already taken it away from them. So so don't ever feel like you have to take upon yourself the burden of somebody else's sins or the burden of some. Somebody else's mistakes because Jesus didn't 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 take away their sins to put them on you. He took them away so that he could deal with them, just as he took away your sins and my sins, so that he could deal with them. You know, we still experience the consequences of our actions, but the ultimate price he's taken and and he and he's paid for us. Okay, so but by loving people despite they're falling, despite their failing, despite the sin that run rampant, runs rampant in their lives, despite the condition of their inner person, we in turn show the same kind of love that Jesus showed to us, right? Love that never condemned, just like the woman caught in adultery in John chapter 8, right? There was never a moment there where Jesus condemned the woman. 
I mean, he gave the people there the option to, to, to stone her and, 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 and to throw the stones and to do what the law uh, allowed them to do. But he gave them a condition. You know, those of you without sin, you can throw the, the first stone and they're, they're, they all leave and it's just Jesus and, and the woman there. And, and Jesus just says to her, you know, go and sin no more. There was no condemnation. That There was no, well, I know you've done this and done this and done this and done this and you shouldn't have done that and I want you to change and I want you to, to do this. You just said, go and sin no more. You know, they, they don't condemn you, so neither do I. Right? It was just love. Right? And he didn't pretend that she'd never sin. Right? He just said, go and do it no more. But there was no malice, there was no anger, there was no frustration. It was just love towards her that Jesus expressed that led her to change her life. Right? It was a love that led people to it. This love, this, this agape love, this, this, this love that covers, is a love that can lead people to a place where they can make the choice to change or not. Not because they feel pressured by us, but because they encounter Jesus and they encounter his love, right? That's what leads people to change. It's not condemnation. It's not pressure. It's not being bashed over and over again. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. It's, I love you and I want to see you experience the best. So I'm going to do what I can to help you experience the best that God has for you, which leads people to a place where they can then make the choice for themselves to accept Jesus and to change the things that they're doing, right? But it's, it's, it comes out of this love that, that, that covers their sins, that doesn't hide it, that doesn't pretend it doesn't exist, but that covers it and puts a lid on it, puts a cap on it and says, you know what? It's okay. I love you anyway, just as Jesus did for us. Like again, just like when we first encountered Jesus, we didn't change because we felt condemned. We didn't decide not to do things we've been doing because of any pressure that he put on us. We did it because we experienced and encountered a genuine love that was not biased or conditional. We entered the very presence and love of God that led us to change because we wanted to be close to him. We wanted to know him more and we wanted all the people around us to experience that same love. Jesus loved us through our sins. And so in the same way, we need to be able to love people through their sins. And this is something that God dropped in, into my heart a couple of weeks ago. And in my whiteboard at, at Yarra, um, my big calendar thing right through the middle of it, I just wrote, love people through their sins. Because it, just, it was just on, on my mind that God just said, love people through their sins. And you know what? The reality is, it's not an easy thing to do. And it can be an incredibly frustrating thing to do, in fact, when we're trying to love somebody and show genuine love and trying to show the love of God and, and show what Jesus has done. And it just seems like it's not getting anywhere. It seems like the same things are happening and, and they're doing the, the, the same things, right? It's, just, it's frustrating and it can be difficult. And I just wonder sometimes how frustrated Jesus and God feel sometimes about the mistakes that we continue to make. And, I, and, and when I start to feel like that, when I start to get 
frustrated with somebody else and oh they're not changing or they're not doing this or it's not effective or all this sort of stuff I just stop and I think well God how many times did it take me before I got things out of my life how many of my sins did you love me through God how many of my sins did you cover uh, while I was dealing with it and while I was learning what I needed to deal with God covered me and so God is just reminding me of this reality that he never gave up on us so we can't actually ever give up on somebody else because his love brought breakthrough in our lives because he continued to cover it right and so the love that we continue to show people this genuine agape love love that goes beyond any love that we've ever known before as we continue to show that it leads people into this place where they can actually have an encounter with Jesus that turns their life around and that's what we desire that's my heart and that's Joy's heart and the leadership's heart for this church is that people would encounter Jesus when they come in here. I don't want to just get up here and speak whatever for half an hour on a Sunday. I want people to encounter the love of God. I want people to encounter the love of God when they go to James and Deborah's house for life group. I want people to encounter the love of God when they go to all the other life groups that are going to start up in this place. I want people to see Jesus and Jesus be the one to change them. Not me, not what I say, not what you say. It's the love of God that changes people, that covers us, that loves us through our sins and tells us, Peter is telling us, that the love that God showed to us covered our sins and he loved us through them in the same way, love each other fervently so that the love that you show to each other will cover a multitude of sins. I mean, the Bible makes it clear to us, right, that this is changing slightly, but the Bible makes it clear to us that, uh, that, that we can do many incredible things for God. In fact, you can even function in some of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, right, without having love for people because you love God. And so there's that connection there. But if we are unable to love people through their sins, then it will actually be pointless. I mean, we, we could function in, in, in the gifts of the Holy Spirit and there could be healings and miracles and prophecy and, and, and all this sort of stuff. But if there's no real genuine love, then that's actually pointless because it's not going to lead people to, 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 to change. Right? God wants us to love. In 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1 to 3, Paul is saying, Though I speak... With the tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. Saying he can speak in tongues and he can prophesy, he can do all this stuff. But uh, if he doesn't have love for the people he's dealing with, then it's, 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 it's just noise. It's, it, 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 it's, it's just noise. He goes on to say, And though I have the gift of prophecy, and, and I understand all the mysteries, and I understand all the knowledge, and, and though I have... All faith, so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. So Paul's saying we we can do all this stuff, right? And we we can receive power from God. But if we don't have love, for the people that we're dealing with, then it's actually pointless. 
it, 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 will, it, it will profit us nothing and it will profit them nothing because it's, it's love that covers a multitude of sins. It's not the gifts that cover a multitude of sins. It's the love that covers a multitude of sins. No true change will ever come to a person who does not experience love. And no lasting change will ever come to a person who does not experience love. Because if there's no love, it's like, well, the change was pointless, so why not just go back to what I knew? It's, it, it, it can be, it's, it's the same in, in things that, that, that we go through. Uh, someone who, who has an addiction of some sort, whether it be alcohol, drugs, anything, whatever it is. Right, the thing that will lead them to to change and to stick to change is the love that they receive. Right, they need to be loved through it, and they need to be loved after they've gone through it. Right, because if the love stops after the change, well, well I was receiving love when I was in that, and now I'm not, so I'm just going to go back because that's where I was getting the love. Right. The, the, the love has got to remain. The love has got to be in everything. No true change or lasting change will come to a person who does not experience love. Nothing we ever say or do will really matter or have the intended effect if there is no love behind it. It has to be in love because this kind of love is not compromised by the actions of the one receiving the love. But we continue to love the same even through sins, even through failures, even through mistakes, even through hurts, even through trials. When we continue to love, that's real and that's genuine. And that's the kind of love that covers. That's the kind of love that covers sins in people's lives. We can pray for someone. You can pray for somebody all you want. But if it's not coming out of a place of genuine love for that person, really doesn't matter. I mean, God, God still hears the prayers, right? God, God can still answer prayers. But if you're not genuine, if there's no love in it, then, then what are you really doing? What am I really doing if I'm praying for someone, but I don't have this love or I don't have this genuine desire in me to see this person set free, or I don't have this genuine desire in me to, to, to be around this person in church every week. If it's not real, then there's no power in it. We need the love. The love is what changes things. So we need to ask ourselves this question when we're doing anything for anyone. Do we love them? Do I love this person enough to love them through their sins? You you can even be sharing a testimony or or telling someone about how good God is. And the question we need to ask, am I doing this because I feel like I have to and it's what I should do as a Christian? Or am I doing this out of a place of real agape love so that this person that I'm speaking to gets a touch from Jesus that will alter their mindset, that will change their life, that will bring freedom into them, that will set them free from what they're going through. Love is what brings breakthrough. Love is what overlooks mistakes. And love is what overlooks the past. Right? Just as Christ loved us through our sins, we need to get to the place where we are able to love others through their sins. Because our love covers a multitude of sins. Right? Do, do, do you see how this works? It's just about our love. 
And just as God loved us, just as God loved me, even when I was stealing my best friend's toys just so I could play with it for an extra day. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not that person anymore, by the way. It's been a while since I've done that. But it's, it's, it's love that, that, that gets us through things. Right? When, when, when I've gone through stuff, even as a Christian, when, I've, when, I, when, I'm, when I'm going through the valleys, when there were times where I didn't want to go to church, right? when there were times where I didn't want to go to church, there were two types of people. And I'm not, I'm not trying to condemn or, or shame anyone, but there, there, there were two types of people. There, was the, there, were, there were the ones who would come to me and say, what are you doing, man? Why aren't you at church? You need to be at church. You know this. You know that. You should be doing this. What are you doing? You're being silly. You, you're being ridiculous. Like, come to church. Stop being stupid. Right? There, there, was that, there was that kind of person. And the only thing that that ever did was push me further away. Right? <laughs> Amen. But then there was the people who would come and just say, hey, how you doing? Just say, hey, it's all right, man. I love you. We love you. And they would say, you know, God loves you, which I knew. But it was the way that they did it, right? Because I knew that there was love in it. And that's what changed things in me. It wasn't the people who were at me and at me. Idiot, you're doing the wrong thing. You know better than this. Stop it. It was the person who said, you know what? It's all right. I'll stand here with you and I'll love you through it. You know, for me, one, one, of those, one of those people was, was Libby, was Stewie's wife, right? There was a time where I, was, I stopped going to church. I was depressed. All this, you know, I was a mess, right? And people would come and tell me what I had to do and... Libby just came one night, and I didn't. Even, I didn't. Even, we didn't even talk. I didn't even have to talk. She just sat with me, and just loved me. Right, and it was that love that caused me to see what I was doing to myself, and what I was doing by separating myself from church and from God and all that stuff. It was just the love, and and it was as though to her. It didn't matter that I hadn't been in church. It didn't matter that I was doing the wrong thing. Because she loved me anyway. And so she covered it so that I could deal with it. And I believe that that's what this is talking about. That's what God is saying when we love people. It covers their sins. We love them through their sins, right? It brings them to a place where they can encounter the love of God that makes them want to change for themselves. And I just feel like this year, for every single one of us, that we're going to have to learn to love somebody who we struggle to love through their sins. And it's going to be hard and it's going to be a challenge and you're going to get frustrated. You will. You'll get frustrated with them. But I also genuinely believe that if we can do this the way that Scripture is telling us to, 
then it will lead them eventually to a place. I can't promise you that it will happen in three months. I can't promise you it will happen in 12 months. But I can promise you that according to the word of God, your love will cover a multitude of their sins and lead them to a place where they then have the opportunity to make a choice to accept the love of God, right? We can't force anybody into it. But I just feel like God is, is, wants to prepare us for these things that are gonna that we're gonna face this year, teaching us to love through the mess, because He loved me through my mess.